You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, Locked On Lions, Locked On Podcast Network, Matt Derry with you. It is a Tuesday, November the 2nd into Wednesday, November the 3rd. NFL trade deadline has come and gone, and the Detroit Lions don't do anything. The trade deadline is passed. The Lions stand pat. We will discuss that coming up on the show today. The team did make a couple of roster moves. Taylor Decker is back. Why does everybody want to move him to right tackle? What are, what are we doing here? Can we have a discussion on Taylor Decker and where he should be playing if he comes back to play pretty soon? Please. Let's do that on the pro, uh, on the podcast as well. Also, weekly power rankings from the Locked On Podcast Network. All of the NFL hosts voted. Where are the Lions right now sitting at 0-8? We want to thank you for making Locked On Lions your first listen every single day. Of course, we're free and available on all platforms, you can find me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and of course, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Lions are off this week. We're going to have shows all week, though. Get you ready for the Steelers game in a couple of weeks. Lions will be in Pittsburgh to play the Steelers after the bye week. Pittsburgh plays on Monday Night Football this coming Monday at home against the Chicago Bears. So the Steelers will be off a short week. And the Lions uh, will be playing Pittsburgh uh, with mm, have a little water here. Two weeks to prepare. All right, news of the day today. Let's start with this because I'm a little fired up about it. Taylor Decker, who's been uh, out the whole season with a broken hand, broken fingers, all of this stuff, is trying to come back. I thought today would be the announcement from the Lions because this was like the deadline today to either activate him or put him on IR. I thought today's announcement was going to be Taylor Decker, season-ending injured reserve. I mean, the team's 0-8. He's having issues with coming back and being able to grip, you know, defensive linemen and block and use his hands. All right, he dislocated his hand, his wrist, all this stuff uh, before the season. Panay Sewell has been playing left tackle and over the last three games has really played well, very well. If you recall, earlier in the year, Sands week one, Panay Sewell weeks two through five, graded out very poorly from PFF and struggled. So much so that in the first quarter of the Bengals game a couple of weeks ago, I said on Twitter, Panay Sewell's regressing. Since then, he's really coming on. He's playing well. He played well at the end of the Bengal game. He played great against the Rams. And he did very well this past Sunday, even in a losing effort against the Eagles. Now Decker is back. This is pretty simple. Taylor Decker comes back, and let's say the Lions want to activate him for the Browns game. Let's say he doesn't play against Pittsburgh and he's deactivated, but he's comfortable enough wearing a splint or a cast or whatever that he can play against Cleveland. Taylor Decker is your left tackle, and Panay Sewell moves back to the right side. That's it. Why are we having this discussion? Well, Taylor Decker needs to go to right tackle because we took Sewell in the seventh pick, and he's got to be at left tackle. Penny Sewell was drafted to be a right tackle. 
Oh, but oh, but he struggled, Matt. He struggled in the preseason. The preseason? Who cares? He's 20. 21. He's 21 years old. Move him to right tackle. Taylor Decker's not some slouch. Why am I seeing all Taylor Decker's no good. Taylor Decker's, he's soft. I saw somebody on Twitter. He's soft. Soft? He's one of the toughest guys on the team. He's not comfortable going out there if he can't grab and, and block with your hand. In order to play offensive line, you have to use your hands. Have offensive linemen played with splints and casts before? Yes. Decker's been iffy with it and doesn't want to go out there and get his quarterback killed. It's obvious he and the Lions have worked together over the last 24 to 48 hours to figure out, you know, we're going to activate him. We're going to activate Kevin Strong, the D lineman, and they'll be eligible to play in two weeks. But this notion of, oh, Sewell's got to play left tackle or else. Or else what? Or else what? Panay Sewell can play right tackle. Let's work him there the next few weeks. Let's see what he can do these last nine games at right tackle. He should be able. He practiced there all summer. When they drafted him, it was the notion of Taylor Decker, who's a top 15 tackle, goes to stays at left tackle, and Panay Sewell's at right tackle. You wanted to beef up your offensive line. This idea that Taylor Decker's going to move and Sewell's going to stay, Panay Sewell's not a pro bowler yet. His PFF grade is, is, is lagging. I mean, he's been better lately, but he's not a top 10 guy right now, according to Pro Football Focus. Rashawn Slater of the Chargers is playing better than him right now. Move him back to right tackle. He's played there before, and he played there in the preseason. I don't see what's so difficult about this. This is a rebuilding team. And Decker's one of the leaders of the team. I was all for trading him or just about anybody before today. But you know what? You realize you're going to need to have some veteran players on your team and some veteran leaders, and he signed long-term at a decent number. Lions fans, Matt Derry here with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN. And get a bonus 25% per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. So you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card. Amazon and other brands. Download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL. Let's do it. Get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. All right, there's somebody out there that agrees with me on this Taylor Decker thing, and he knows more than me about football. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire just tweeted out, quote, Decker hasn't taken a practice rapid right tackle since Sewell was an eighth grader, so I wouldn't ask him to move now, end quote, and Jeff is calling in. Thank goodness you're with me on this. I'm here for you, man. It's it's crazy 
you know, I, I understand the sentiment that people like Panay Sewell and, and he's playing well at left tackle. There's no denying that. But you're asking, they drafted Sewell with the express intent of playing right tackle. Sewell knew that, by the way. That's why he only worked out at right tackle last offseason. He was prepared for it. I think we've had this conversation before. Both the Bengals and the Lions saw him as a right tackle, so he knew that he was going to one of those two teams and devoted his entire 2020 offseason um, and 2019 season after he opted out to learning how to play right tackle. He was doing okay there in training camp. wasn't great, needed some work, but you, you could tell that there was a work in progress there. Thank but you. The struggle, for, the, the struggle <laughs> for him to change was was real. And, like, and, like, this, and, and now now you want a, now you want to move a guy who hasn't played that position since 2014, and, and by the way, wasn't great at it when he was there. They moved him to left tackle because he wasn't good on the right side. Now he was a freshman at Ohio State, and it's Ohio State, so you know, there's some context there. But if you think that Sewell, after you know 16 months of practicing at it, at it wasn't good at it. Why do you think that a guy who hasn't practiced football period um, and hasn't practiced that position in, in eight years is going to instantly transform into being the answer? Right? I don't understand that sentimentality at all. The, the, the worst thing that happened, Jeff, was number one, he struggled in the preseason, but again, he hadn't played in 12 months and then, or even longer. And then because we take preseason and we have to talk about it, then he plays the game of his life in week one at left tackle against Nick Bosa. And it's like, oh, Pro Bowl left tackle for the next. I mean, we just are judging way too early. And Decker wasn't traded today. So he's your left tackle and Sue goes back to right. This isn't that difficult. Yeah. Now, if the now it, when the offseason comes, that's when you have the conversation about making the switch. And you, you approach Taylor Decker, who is the senior member of this team, who is the leader of this team. He like, look, Jared Goff might be the quarterback. The leader of that offense is Taylor Decker. You don't do your you don't do your leader dirty like that at the start of a rebuild. That says a that's that's a horrible message to send to players around the league. Like, oh, well, God, they did it to Decker. What do they do to me? You know, how are they going to treat me when I get there? Uh, the Lions are trying to get away from being that organization. That's that's what the old regime did. We're trying to get away from that. Um, does it make sense uh, on paper and, and in theory to move Decker to right tackle this offseason? Yeah, it does. You revisit it then, but unless Taylor Decker comes to you and says, "Hey, I like what Sewell's doing at left tackle. I think I want to play right tackle," you keep Decker at left tackle. You you, you don't do that to a veteran like that um, in a situation like this. Um, it, it's a good problem to have. I'm happy to have both of them back in the lineup because Matt Nelson, nice guy, trying hard. He's the worst right tackle in football, and the, the Lions got better. Either way, who's ever is playing right tackle aside from Matt Nelson, and that makes me happy. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire with me here on Locked on Lions. It's interesting because they're getting a bye week now. They activate Decker, which means they don't necessarily have to play him. I mean, they could always – he could sit the rest of the year. I mean, he'd just be a, a, a healthy scratch, I guess, in terms of how it goes. I think he is going to play again. I wasn't so sure a couple of days ago. But, you know, with the finger injury in the hand, he's got to be comfortable doing it. And, again, Jeff, what would you do? Because they're 0-8. I mean, there's a part of me that says – Maybe you activated him because you love him, but you might not play him. I don't know. I, I do think he's going to play. I don't think they would have would have brought him back if if they didn't intend on playing him. And I, I think that the to to the the we can't judge golf because the team around him sucks. Crowd. This is the team getting better, so you can help better evaluate Jared Goff, and and that is something that they need to do for the rest of this year. 
Uh, I know I've made up my mind already on that. It's probably premature. Most most people have taken their sides on the golf debate, um, and most of them side against golf. But if you are someone who advocates that you know that they have to give golf his fair chance and then see what he can do with the best team possible around him. Taylor Decker is the best left tackle on the team. Um, he's proven that over time. I, I think people forget how good he was. Uh, he was coming look. He was coming off of a year last year where he was still better than what Sewell is right now, and Sewell's playing pretty darn well. So I, I think the intent is to get him in there, see what they can do with an offensive line. Hopefully, it helps DeAndre Swift with the run game a little bit. Uh, hopefully, it, it stabilizes the, the the pass attack. It allows them to do some things um, with with golf that he hasn't been able to do just because he doesn't have confidence in his protection. Um, and if he still doesn't have the confidence in his protection with the two tackles there, um, which uh, on paper anyways is one of the best tandems in the league, then that probably helps make your decision about golf that much easier. What do you think about them not making a move at the deadline? I, I'm not sitting here saying they should have sold the whole thing, but a guy like Nick Williams or, I don't know, somebody, Charles Harris, Somebody yeah. like that. I would. I would love to have seen them sell something off here and and add a late round pick because this thing is obviously going south for for twenty twenty one. And Brad Holmes needs to continue to put his own furniture in his house. Yeah, I, I do think that if you look around the league and you see like Mike Melvin Ingram, who's a better player than either guy that you just mentioned, went for a sixth round pick. Um, Charles Amenahu, who's a good young player, uh, the Texans sent him to the Chiefs for a sixth round pick. Uh, with the contracts that are involved, with the the, you know, the return, they just weren't going to get anything for it. They're, they they are a better football team for having those guys still on it than they would be for not having them um, and having a late round draft pick that they would burn on an inevitable running back that stays inactive every week. That's <laughs> I, I, I'm not upset with them. I have a little beef there. Uh, I'm not upset with them uh, not making a trade. Look, Nick Williams would have been the the best candidate. In fact, I, I mentioned him as that. But look, this is another guy. This is a really good locker room guy. And if you watch this press conference on Monday, you'll understand why they like him and why, why they, they want to keep having him around. And he's had some good games this season. Uh, he played really, really well against Baltimore, played very well against Green Bay. Uh, just needs to bring it more on a more consistent basis. So I'm not surprised that there wasn't a market for them to sell. Um, I'm not sure that, that Brad Holmes is all that active in making calls out of Allen Park. And I don't think the phone was ringing very hard from anybody calling on the outside in because uh, the downside of, of a team that, that most fans rightly believe doesn't have a lot of talent, it's not going to be that much talent to pry loose. And, and you know, then you get into, you know, okay, if you're giving up Trey Flowers, you're going to have to pay a lot of that salary the way that the, the, the Broncos did with Von Miller. The goal, it, it, the biggest goal for this season is to save money so you can spend in free agency next season. And every dime that you spend on a guy coming in this year takes away from your ability to sign somebody this coming off season. Um, it, it could knock you down from signing an Allen Robinson to signing the next tier of wide receiver. Uh, it keeps you from getting into the conversation of the top cornerbacks or the top safeties that are on the market. That that's that's the plan. That's why they've rolled over the cap. That's why they haven't signed veterans this year. Um, I, I know it's painful and it's led to zero and eight. But there is a long-term method to this madness. At least we have to hope so. Thank you, Jeff. My pleasure. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, LionsWire.com. Appreciate him chiming in on this and uh, helping in the uh, discussion. What about the trade deadline? Nothing happened. I'll explain that. Power rankings as well. First in life, we're all bound for uh, different things. With BeachBound.com vacations, you can be bound for adventure. 
bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to ending up at the poolside bar or maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, for sure, I'll be happy as can be. Beachbound.com. With them, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for? Seriously, visit beachbound.com today. All right, so the NFL trade deadline has come and gone. And your Detroit Lions, much to my chagrin, because I would have liked to have seen more draft picks accumulated, but the Detroit Lions did not do anything at the deadline. Not a thing. The Lions stand pat. So guys like, well, no one's taking Trey Flowers, but guys like Nick Williams, Charles Harris, uh, Will Harris, is there anybody really on offense that the Lions were trading? Hey, maybe the Lions could trade Jared Goff to the Saints. Jared Dan. That's my Lomas Brown for you for the day. There's so many people on Twitter like, Matt, do do your Lomas impression every day. I can't do Lomas Brown every day. Jared Dan, he's going to get rid of that ball, Dan. Um, Nick Williams, I think, is a good football player. I think would have been good to move today. Uh, I think the Lions have some depth, especially with Kevin Strong coming back, that they could have done something today. I'd have loved to have seen it. I referenced yesterday about Tracy Walker, but the more I thought about it, he is a pretty good young player. I'm still wondering if Tracy Walker is good or, yes, is he Lions good? Meaning we think he's good here, but elsewhere he'd be a backup. I don't know. But the deadline, I mean, you know, Jeff brought it up too. Melvin Ingram, all he fetched was the sixth-round pick. So teams are not exactly looking to trade good draft picks for players. And the trade deadline every year, we this isn't like the NBA or NHL trade deadline where there's like 30 trades or baseball. NFL is usually a handful. I would have liked to have seen Brad Holmes do something today, but maybe nobody wanted his players. And again, this is a team with not a lot of talent. So we're sitting here here, we're sitting here in Detroit going, oh, Nick Williams is real good. If Nick Williams was really good, wouldn't the Bears have kept him? You know, so Lions don't do anything here on trade deadline day. And now they look forward to what they have. And hopefully, like we talked about, Decker, Kevin Strong come back, and this team can win a couple of games. I mean, this is just painful. Staring right down the barrel of the Owen 17 rifle right now. Week 9 power rankings. We're going to use the Locked On Podcast Network power rankings today. Last week, before the abomination that was the Eagles game, your Detroit Lions came in out of 32 teams. 30th. All right? Only being above and ahead of the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Whoops. Hang on a second here. I've screwed this up. The Lions were last week uh, 30th, as I said, ahead of Houston and ahead of Jacksonville. This week, Houston 32. They're horrible. The Rams destroyed them 38-22. 
The Lions come in at 31, down from 30th last week. Miami at uh, 29, or Miami at 30, Jacksonville 29, Jets 28, Giants 27. I watched some of that Giants. Uh, by the way, the top of the power rankings, you've got Rams, Packers, Bills, Cowboys, and Buccaneers. What a job Cooper Rush did the other day, the Central Michigan product. I watched some of that Giant game last night. My goodness gracious. That team could have beaten Kansas City. They are so poorly coached, and that's another Joe Judge foible. Just, you know, third and four, and they're throwing two-yard outs. and they, they, They're tough. The Giants are tough. They played Kansas City right there. But just some of the decision-making, some of the clock management, some of the play calls made absolutely no sense. None. And Kadarius Toney is really good, and they never throw him the football. Never. Can you imagine having a guy like that on the Lions? Ay, ay, ay. All right, that's Locked On Lions for a Tuesday, November the 2nd. Again, bye week, but we'll be back with you tomorrow and Thursday. We're going to try to catch up tomorrow or Thursday with a former Lion and get his thoughts on the uh, current regime. Everybody I talked to this weekend said the Lions did a great job with the Chris Spielman uh, halftime uh, induction ceremony. And so got to give the Lions credit for that in honoring Chris Spielman and doing it right and not uh, causing any angst for themselves and their fan base by putting certain people on the microphone and just let Barry Sanders introduce uh, Chris Spielman, and that's exactly what he did. Barry's front and center now again. So there's that at least. All right, there's Locked On Lions for a Tuesday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.